Yo, welcome back to Couch Sessions. Today I'm joined with Gauchi, an Australian-based music producer, and we talk all things Gauchi and his love for Pixar movies, which have been inspiration for a few of his songs. Plus, we just have a good old chat. A couple housekeeping things. Shout out to Nora for being a Couch Hog supporter. You can help me keep this podcast ad-free at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Couch Sessions. There's a lot of cool stuff over there. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. There's video over there of this interview and many more. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And hell, don't forget to follow Gauchi. The man's doing big things, and I'm excited to see what he does for 2022. But enough of that. Find that comfy spot on the couch, and let's get it. Liam, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Glad to uh, be here. Yeah, well, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, let's start not with... Too busy today. No. <laughs> no. Let's start with where it all began for you in the music industry. What made you want to get into it? Um, I think I've always been pretty musical. Uh, like mum's a guitar teacher. My little brother plays piano. Older brother plays guitar. Like I used to play the guitar and the trumpet in primary school. So, like, very musical family. Um, But yeah, I think um, I think I always liked dance music, uh, just and dancing, and just had a lot of thrill from that. Um, Yeah, in year seven, I think like Skrillex started releasing music, and like Porter Robinson, um, Knife Party. You like Ministry of Sound, all that sort of stuff. Start like I started finding about out about all that stuff, and from there, really sort of like got really into it from there. So that was like um, twenty twelve, so a while ago. Yeah, yeah, nothing like a trip down memory lane with all those names, that CD compilation. Just like wow. Yeah, um, and then UKF as well. I always loved UKF. Um, but yeah, I was I was really into dubstep. Uh, that was what started it off for me. And then I got heaps into like um, house, and like more like radio house and mm. um, like Tomorrowland kind of stuff, or like Big Room and all that. When that was like a big thing, yeah. But my, my um, sort of different styles changed over the years kind of thing. But, yeah, it all kind of really kicked off around 2012, yeah. And how did you go from guitar and trumpet to wanting to be like a producer in the music, like in the um, dance music industry? Well, yeah, I think it was always just like dance music. I always liked that a bit more. I liked the guitar. I think mum sort of convinced me to play the guitar. Um, I'd... Like I was, I liked the sound of it, and that. Um, same with the trumpet. I thought it just looked like a cool instrument, and just be a part of like a school band and that, and that was like fun. But like I wasn't always heaps into it. I think like I don't, I don't think I think I just did it just for like yeah, just a bit of fun at school. Yeah. Um, but I always knew I had like a bit of a liking just for just dance music. Um, and yeah, I think it just as soon as like I just started hearing like. Um, Skrillex and 
Porter and all that type of music, even like Flume. Flume's a massive mm. um, inspiration for me. Yeah, as soon as I started hearing all that stuff, I knew that was really. But I only started producing um, in 2018, so it was a while. So I was just DJing and listening to music and stuff for a long time before I started actually like producing. Yeah. Okay, so you're still relatively new-ish to... Yeah, I only started properly producing 2020. Oh, shit. So 2020, yeah. Yeah. So 2020 was when I actually started, like, I remember it was the start of 2020. I actually started using Ableton, like, nearly every day. Um, Before that, maybe once a month. Like, I wouldn't use it too much. Um, Yeah, like, I remember I got Ableton, like, in 2016. I just just tried using it. This is too hard. And now, I eventually got the hang of it. Was it the cracked version? Or would you pay for it? No, I did pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I paid. It was my brother? Yeah, no, like most of my friends crack it, but yeah, no, my brother, um, my little brother, we went halves, and it was he likes to use it as well. Yeah, so because he he like does compositions and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so so it is a pretty musical family then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Pretty, pretty, pretty musical. Yeah. What has been the biggest learning experience for you with it all? Um. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think just, I think just do, do you kind of thing. Like something I've found a lot when I've, mainly when I'm DJing. Like, you know, people want you to play this and that and. I mean, that's what you'd get if you're playing, you know, like house yeah. parties and stuff. But, like, um, yeah, I think definitely just, um, you know, just make whatever you, makes you happy kind of thing. Like, you don't have to please, you know, that like your fans will sort of come from what you're doing and kind of thing, yeah. you know, so just be yourself. Because, like, I mean, like my music is – it's it's like I mean it's drum and bass, but it's not really. It's like different to the sort of standard drum and bass. It's like I don't know. I feel like it's a bit different. Um, sometimes I have my doubts a bit. Like it's it's just a bit. Um, how do you say it? Like just different and not like the 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 standard thing. And people won't really be into that. And I have to make stuff that is like real mainstream and everyone gets into it. But then I thought, you know, like, yeah. Industry standard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just think, you know, like I'm just doing it because I just it's just how I like it, and yeah. that's all that matters, really. Well, given the yeah. fact that you've been doing it, like actually going hard at it for since 2020, how did it feel yeah. seeing your Flume remix hit 10k plays? Yeah, that that was just random because um, it was on like 2,000 plays until last month and then for some reason it just started getting like 400 plays a day so i was like i don't know how that happened yeah but i'm stoked on that like i mean yeah like i think it's a pretty good remix and um yeah like it yeah i'm pretty stoked on it i think um my trippy red remix is just a bit just like it's gonna hit 10k plays soon as well so that yeah i found the remixes go a lot better than singles yeah, because yeah. yeah, people know it and I guess it's easier yeah, yeah. to yeah. get from. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, and I love doing remixes. It's, it's heaps of fun. 
it's actually a lot easier because you have the sort of theme already laid out like you don't have to create everything um but yeah it's 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 a lot of fun doing remixes but yeah i'm, I'm super stoked um that yeah it's hit 10k that's the first song i think that's hit 10k for me you've got to move those yeah. numbers now over to spotify <laughs> i know i mean spotify so hard to like i mean i don't get many players on there but i'm trying to like do playlists and um like pitch my tunes to spotify playlists and that i've been trying to do that lately but yeah it's hard yeah give like as you said having such a unique ish sound and like it's hard to pitch to traditional playlists yeah so yeah i think uh there's just a lot of um drum and bass music that's a lot just based on the um the the constant sort of just drops and like um rhythm kind of thing where mine's a lot more like melodic and mm. it's kind of like a cinematic experience like that's because i'm super into like movies movie themes and that that's sort of where that comes from um yeah there's not much of it but um yeah i think that's something that people are starting to do i'm finding a lot of artists now that are really making like really interesting intros and a lot more cinematic and stuff like that but yeah i think i just have to just keep on just putting out music and yeah, yeah. get a fan base of that they say rome wasn't built in a day that's my favorite quote no, so. I know. <laughs> yeah no, i agree with you like yeah it's just it just takes time yeah and COVID doesn't help no one can see you live no one can like no COVID's been an absolute nightmare <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of it at all. Yeah. Um, speaking of making music from scratch, how is your Spooky Rollers EP coming along? I noticed you've dropped a single. Yeah, so I, so that's all that's all out now. That came okay. that yeah, that's all that was released every Sunday in October. So got released all together in on Halloween. So that was kind of like a plan to do that yeah it's going pretty good two of the tracks have got a thousand plays so i'm pretty happy with that the other two are going like all right um no i'm i mean like that that sort of style i'm sort of fading out of but um i had those tracks made like april last year like they're pretty old songs um and i did fix them up a fair bit like the originals from last year sound quite different to now mm. but i was sort of just keen to just to put them out because um yeah like i think yeah like my style is changing a bit and i wanted to kind of just get them out before you know my style completely changed kind of thing um but yeah no i'm, I'm really happy with them i'm keen to start like i haven't actually played those tunes like live because i haven't had any shows so i'm heaps keen to sort of play them at clubs and club gigs and parties and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it would be pretty exciting. What was it like creating a whole EP? Like you're going from like singles, remixes, but then you like, but you have been sitting on them for a while, which is kind of yeah. good to put out. Like most people just sit on their yeah. music for that long and then they just scrap it. Yeah. 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 Well, um, that was the whole idea of it. Um, that all those songs were just already there. 
um, when I made those songs, I, I have no intention to put them out as an EP, but it sort of just fell in full, like just fell into place kind of thing. Like, I mean, the the one that I really wanted to release was The Wicker Man, um, and that's kind of got a bit of a backstory behind it. But, um, like, I think I played, like, a demo of it to my mates ages ago, and they just absolutely loved it. Mm. And um, they just kept wanting me to finish it. And then, yeah, like that, they sort of drove me to actually finish it. Um, yeah, so I think that was the main one. But then I saw, oh, I've got all these other ones here. I might just put them out as well because, like, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty cool as well. Yeah. And because you've been doing it for, for a while but also such a little yeah. time, have you ever felt like yeah. just giving up? And just doing your nine uh, to five. Yeah, I mean, I do get sick of the music sometimes. Like I'd have to take a break sometimes. Yeah, because it's you can't just listen to it constantly. Um, yeah, there is times. I mean, there's times where I just can't make music at all. Like I just try to, and I just can't. Like I, it's just yeah. And then there's other times where I'm not even intending to make anything, and then like all of a sudden I've just made like some really cool tune kind of thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really given up. Like I think, yeah, I, I have got a lot of drive. I've just just really like music, so I think it always just keeps me going kind of thing. Yeah. There's times where I have a break, but it's not because I've given up. It's sort of just to have a break kind of thing. Yeah. How do you get through writer's block? So I'm not a producer and I have yeah, a lot yeah. of producer mates who go, I just can't write anything, but. How yeah, do you yeah. get over it? Um, yeah, it's a good question because, like, I feel like to get over writer's block, you have to just do something completely different. So, like, if I'm trying to make music um, and I just can't, then I just go, all right, let's do something. I'll go for a bushwalk or do something just different. Um, there's, there's times where I... I honestly like just don't make music for a whole month and i just think well because i just i just can't and it always happens you always get a day where you just make something it just always happens you never know when it's going to happen but it just does and that's sort of what's happened with me um another thing that i think helps with writer's block is just if you can't make a tune just make a remix because you already have the idea there and you yeah. can easily manipulate it and make it your own kind of thing. That's something I've done a fair bit. Like, yeah, not even a remix. Like, even just like get a a movie theme in and like just play around with it, do something like that. That's what I do, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And why Ableton? Just out of curiosity. Uh it's. I just like. It's just very clean. I just yeah. like it. Yeah, it's very. It's simple. It's clean. It's really effective um, for like sort of plugins and sampling and all sorts of stuff. And I just like the layout of it. So like you have your um, tracks kind of thing and then you can easily just click on a track and you can put all your effects in. And like automation, something I I'm not. Do you know what automation is? It's sort of, <laughs> it's basically, it's basically just turning effects on and off on okay. a certain track, and you can do that really easily through Ableton. So 
like you'd have a reverb turn off at a certain point and then turn back on again. I like doing that a lot. My tracks, um, I've got a friend who uses FL and I like try to, like he was just learning and I was trying to work out like how to automate. And it's like, it's just confusing as like, I just, it just seems a lot more yeah tricky. So no, I, I do like Ableton. It's just really easy to use once you get your head around it. Cause I've looked at like FL logic and Ableton. Ableton is yeah. the most confusing to me. Like I've looked at it and I'm like, what? Yeah. The fuck yeah. Is well, this? no, F- FL does look easier because there's those little like the boxes where you click the and you turn them on. Um, yeah, it does look easier, but the actual, the complete layout um, when you're trying to put effects in it, I just find it a lot more trickier. But then again, I haven't used able. I mean, I haven't used FL that much at all. Like, so it might actually be easier. Um, yeah, I think Ableton's also like the standard, I think. I think like most people use it. But um, that doesn't matter if you still want to use FL. Like, they're both really effective, like, um, workstations. But, yeah. And where do you see the scene going in five years? Because we've gone through a big wave of, like, I feel like techno, tech house, and now we're slowly yeah. moving into drum and bass. Where do you yeah, see it yeah. going from there? Do you mean the scene in Sydney or? Yeah, we'll say Australia. Australia, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, well, I mean, each city's like different. Uh, has a bit of a different scene, but yeah, definitely in Sydney. I mean, I mean, I like my second favorite genre is house. Like, I, I absolutely love house. I actually make a bit of it as well. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it's very, very house is extremely popular. Um, tech house, even because I, I don't live in Sydney. I live down in the Shoalhaven, but um. Even in Wollongong and that, yeah, house, techno and all that. But I, I have found drum and bass is getting a bit more popular, which is really exciting. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like New Zealand is really just popped off with drum and bass lately for some weird reason. They're, like, really into it. Yeah, so I think, yeah, drum and bass is kind of a new niche thing that's happening. Also... Some more underrated styles like breakbeat um, and jungle is kind of getting a bit more popular in Sydney. Yeah, garage music as well. Like I, I've, I've been, I went to like a boat party the other week, and like there was yeah, like a lot of cool styles people were playing. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I think like house and techno will always be like very popular, but um. I can definitely see drum and bass getting more popular in Sydney. Yeah. 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 Uh, how did you come up with your stage name? Uh, it was just my, it's just my last name. So, okay. yeah, I think like, um, well, because my nickname's Gouch or just like people just call me Gouch or Gouchy. Like I, um, it always just stuck like that. No one, like, no one calls me Liam at all. Um, so all my friends, like, if someone calls me Liam, it's like, what, well, like, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah, it's funny how it's just stuck like that. But, um, yeah, I thought I just want to make something that's sort of just, as I mean, it's original. No one has that sort of stage name, but it's also just something that people know me by. It's just, yeah. So, I would and there's, there's a, 
You talk, yeah. That would explain the uh, the funny look you gave me when I was like, "Oh, hey, Liam, thanks for coming on." <laughs> oh no, no, but like <laughs> you look yeah, like, I mean, more like yeah, yeah. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's more more just friends. Yeah, that, that know me for a while. Yeah, no, it's just a, a nickname that's stuck a fair bit. Yeah. Um, what's it like playing live shows and seeing people throw down to what you're playing? Pretty, pretty. Um, I mean, that's the thing that just keeps me doing it. I mean, that's the thing that um, was hard during COVID because I couldn't do that. Um, and like, I'd be, I'd just be DJing in my room, and it's like only so much <laughs> bedroom DJing you can do. Um, but no, it's, it's, yeah. What's what keeps me going? Just people really you know, enjoying. I think the thing that gets to me the most, like, because I've got a lot of friends that really, you know, have just, I've, I've made friends with because of my music kind of thing. But it gets me the most when it's just random people after shows that come up to you and just be like, oh, like, you know, that was really cool. And, you know, can I, like, what's your SoundCloud and stuff like that? Like, that's when I really, like, I'm just happy with how I've played and, yeah, no, it's it's a and not even clubs, like even house parties, like I'd I'd I play all sorts of stuff, like drum and bass, trap, like techno and heaps of stuff. And even that's like just a thrill, you know, like it's just good fun. Um yeah, no, I'm heaps keen to I've got a lot of like house parties are coming back in December, so keen for all that. And yeah. club shows yeah. should be coming back soon as well. Yeah. Out of everything, you know, it's it's kind of good to see people dancing to your music, like yeah. even your own originals and or what you are playing. And yeah, yeah, I guess it would give you that motivation. But how did you yeah. get through COVID, and what did you do to survive other than bedroom DJ? Um, I mean, I didn't. I don't think I got through COVID. Like it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, but. I think just, I, I mean, I think the thing that got me through COVID was music and just listening to music. Um, just, yeah, I listened to a lot of music, just dancing, like dancing in my room, you know, like, and just, I mean, I was pretty down for most of COVID just because, like, I didn't have much to do. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that's what got me through mainly, just, just music in general. Um, another thing that got me through is just getting out of the house as well, going for walks, playing sport. Um, yeah, because, like, my job was online for all of COVID. So, yeah, like, I didn't really – I was always at home kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you seen the same four walls all day, every day? Yeah, no, it got to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to be going out and about now. Yeah. yeah. What's it like being an independent artist in such a saturated field of work? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit tricky. I think like, um, I have a manager, but he's like just my mate. Like it's, it's pretty informal. Um, but he does help me a, a lot with a lot of things. Um, but yeah, it is, it's actually really hard for me. I think cause, um, drum and bass isn't that big around here. Like, um, and the drummer bass scene in Sydney is really cool, but uh, there's a lot of real diehard sort of you call them junglists, like people who just have been into it for ages. Um, 
that like they've had they've like the scene's already been there for so long. It's like me just coming along, just hey guys, out of the blue. <laughs> hey guys, yeah. So yeah, like um, the thing I've been trying to do a lot is to just show my face, go to heaps of shows, just meet people. I feel like that's the best way to network. Um, is just actually go. Like I, I don't I'm, like I used to sort of message promoters and stuff but i just don't bother now because half the time they don't reply i mean and that's fair enough um but yeah i find that's the best way to do it just go to shows yeah and study conversation kind of thing yeah well keep in mind you and everyone else is probably into the dms as well yeah yeah so like they wouldn't like they'd probably just they probably wouldn't even open their messages anymore (laughs) yeah I know, but, I know. But, yeah, no, yeah. meeting people face-to-face, especially the promoters, so they can put a yeah. face to the name and then, like, you're yeah, there supporting. Yeah. You you brought a ticket if it's that's a ticket it. event and, you know, they can see that you are you want to be there. That's like, it. That's it. Yeah. That is kind of the only yeah. way to actually get in in the saturated market. 100%, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, they want to see you at their shows and, and like, having fun and, being part of the the um the crowd kind of thing you're not going to just rock up and play and then that's it kind of thing yeah. um yeah. for a, uh, an artist of my level i feel like that's the way to go i mean i don't feel like i'm some massive artist and i can just you know sell out shows and stuff i feel like i'm still yeah at that level and yeah. on that note when would you say you've made it yeah that's a yeah pretty good question um well i feel like i already have made it kind of because i have done a lot of really exciting things um like i played at the ivy and supported netski and canine like that was huge and um yeah like a few of few like my few of my songs are getting really good plays um and also so I've, i have i do feel i do have a fan base like a, um down where i live there's just a lot of people know me just from house parties and stuff like that feels really good to know that um yeah a lot of people will come to watch me and that um but yeah i feel like i mean i do have a few like actual main goals kind of thing that i want to achieve and that's when i feel like i would sort of make it kind of thing yeah. like I, I really want to play at a triple triple j festival for some weird reason i don't even know why i just feel like like groove in the mill or splendor or something like that's like that would be insane um yeah get like my music played on triple j and stuff like that i feel like triple i like triple j but it's 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 like way too alternative sometimes but um yeah. I can see yeah. I can see them playing more electronic stuff, so I can I've got a bit of hope for it. But um, yeah, that's that's a main goal. Also, just to play, yeah, like to play New Zealand or or UK UK or something like that. That would be pretty insane. Yeah. Well, given the fact of the current climate here in Sydney and or New South Wales, you should be able to ride the drum and bass wave for at least another six months to a year. So yeah. that'll give you some good growth. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. No, I'm really keen for it. You did yeah. say about switching up your sound. How different are you going? 
Yeah, so um, my style is definitely, like, I've been making some music lately and um, my style is kind of going more to a, like, cinematic, like, atmospheric, more sort of euphoric style kind of thing. Um, yeah, like, I've, I'm really into, uh, like, do you know Hermione? Like, Yes. I'm not sure if you know. Yeah, Hermione. So he's actually, he lives, like, he grew up near where I live in the Shoalhaven. So, um, yeah, shout out to Hermione. But um, he his style, I, like, I really like. It's called, like, New Wave, and it's real, like, futuristic, um, neo-trance. I think that's what, like, one of the genres is called. But, yeah, like, um just that real futuristic atmospheric sound I'm going towards. I'm going to release a single um, in December, early December, um, and it's going to really encapsulate that sound, I think. So, yeah, I'm kind of it's, – it's, it's a lot more – it's still like bangs kind of thing. Like it's still like heavy and stuff, but it's got a lot more mel- melody to it. Um, and it's not dark as well. It's more sort of light, lighter sound sounding kind of thing. So, yeah, that's the style I'm going towards and I'm really sort of passionate with that. Yeah, well, you could probably, especially with ambient sounds and stuff, you could probably get a lot of sync deals and placements if you can go down that road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. That's that's what a lot of the music I've been making is kind of like, yeah. Because that type of stuff is where the money is because streams on Spotify ain't shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like... No, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think the most money comes from? Just, just out of curiosity, like being such a small independent artist, up and coming. Like, what is your take on, like? Well, I've always heard. I've always heard people most, like most performers, make most money at their gigs mm. rather than their music. Um, and that kind of makes sense because if you think about it, like, you could release a song on a record label. Like even like like some massive drum and bass artists I know like like I don't know but like I know of like um you see their streams on Spotify and stuff and they get like a fair few plays like two hundred thousand plays or something but that's that's like I don't even know that's like I think like five thousand dollars not even that yeah um revenue um. And then at a show, they'd be making a fair bit of money, I reckon, like just for a sold out, like you think of a sold out show with maybe like 600 people going and then there's drinks and all sorts of stuff. I think they'd be making a lot more money on that and they're doing a lot of them. Um, So, yeah, I think that's where most of the money is, shows. Yeah. You would have to be 100% right because as like... Spotify yeah. pays 0.000015 cents yeah. per play, like per stream. That's yeah, per stream. Like that's like the Nothing. minimum. Yeah. Like, yeah. but at a show, oh, you yeah. could get booked for like two grand if you're big enough. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And two, two grand. Yeah. No, like is the, the min, I think. Yeah. For some fairly big artists. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, you get a couple of those in your belt. You got like 10 grand in a week. That's it. That's yeah. it. And there's there's also, I mean, there's another thing where people get money from is sponsors. Like, yeah, there's a fair few others that, that get sponsored and stuff like that. Gentlemen's Club, uh, sponsored by Man, 
I forgot what it's called, the manscaping um, oh, yeah. brand. So they get like a fair bit of money from that, I'd say. So like they they um, advertise the crap out of that. So, yeah, like I think sponsoring is another probably good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that leads me to my sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any sponsors. <laughs> um, what are you doing when you're not making music? What do you do on your day-to-day? We're not being... Yeah, I'm gonna well, butcher it when you're not being guachi, gauchi, gauchi. There it is. I told you, I'd butcher it. That's all right. <laughs> um, I'm actually, um, I actually about to finish my uni course, so I'm doing uh, mathematics teaching. So it's a bit of a, a different thing, but um, yeah, no, because I work at a school, I've really enjoyed that. I work there two to three days a week. Um, I mean, I wasn't working there at all during COVID, so that was a bit of a bit of a nightmare. But um, yeah, I, I really that's like my other passion, um, just mathematics and teaching students and all that stuff. But um, just hobbies. I like playing tennis and um, going for walks. Really like doing that. Spending time with family and friends. Yeah, I think it's good to um, do other stuff not just focus purely on music because I feel like you're just going to, you just lose it. Like, you know, like you just, yeah. Like I feel like it's just, yeah, you kind of got to split it up a bit. Yeah. That same kick sample over yeah, over and over again would drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, even yeah, my music, like, I mean, I don't listen to electronic music, non-stop as well like I, I like listening to bands and um i like to, i just love a lot of orchestral music and theme music um and just female vocalists and all sorts of stuff yeah it's this it's thing is good to change it up what's your favorite age group to teach now that i know you're a teacher <laughs> um yeah like um i do really like teaching year 11 and 12 just because the maths is a lot more advanced but um I, yeah, like every year is pretty fun. I mean, I haven't finished my course, so I haven't really done any proper like full-time teaching. I've done a few placements and stuff. But no, I, I do like teaching year 11, year 12 because it's a bit more down to earth. You can kind of have a joke with them and, and, the, and the math, like the content is just a lot more interesting, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. like if you were going to say like year six or something, Nah, man, they'll eat you alive. Like they, they eat everyone alive. Like, yeah, <laughs> you've got to be on top of your yeah, game, nah. man. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so like, I like teaching like year seven, year eight. They're just like going through that immature stage. I actually kind of find heaps funny. Like, they're actually pretty funny. Like, sometimes it's like you like it's so hard not to laugh when they yeah. say something heaps silly during during the um, lesson, but. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fun job. I'm keen to actually like do it as a career. I think I mean I did that mainly as a backup because I like the original plan was I was just gonna focus on mu- music and that's it. Um which I've found is impossible because like you're not gonna make any money kind of thing. So yeah, like I think it's just yeah, it's that's an balance. insane backup. Like that's like four yeah. years of your life in uni, just to like become a mathematics teacher out of everything. Like, 
Maths yeah. is already hard enough, and you went to uni to study it to teach it. Nah, man. Yeah, I mean the maths I did, the maths I did at uni is is really hard, like so super hard. But I enjoyed it; like I really loved it. Um, it's like the only subject I really like. And science, I like science as well. Yeah. <laughs> How much of math do you actually use in your day to day? Like. Given the fact that you're a teacher, but like in your actual day-to-day outside of teaching, how much of the math do you do that you've learned? Cool, man. There you go. You're back. You're back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it just froze a bit. That's all right. Um. Thanks. Yeah, what was the we were talking about? Uh yeah, like maths, in your yeah. yeah, in your day to day, how much math do you like the mathematics you've learned in uni, how yeah, much of that do yeah. you use in your day to day? Like is there anything Not much, that, yeah. anything you just walk away yeah. with and go, I can do that? Well, I think I mean I do it more just because it's interesting and like it, it don't like it really like I've studied subjects that, you know, you, they are they're applied to black holes and and like the, the physics behind it. And I just find it extremely interesting. I think just the problem solving, like I, I think I'm probably a better problem solver. And that's happened through because maths is just all about problem solving. Um, there's, a, there's a fair bit of maths in like producing as well, like just and yeah. music theory. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really know much music theory or something I want to sort of learn a bit more about, but... Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, you definitely need maths um, if you're going to be, you know, like an engineer or a trader or something that involves it. But you still, like, it's just for me, it's more just an interest rather than anything else. Yeah. 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 Hypothetically yeah. speaking, if your music career blew up, like, I know it's a backup, but you said you want to pursue teaching also would you then just yeah. drop it as it is right now yeah. half finished uni and then pursue music or would you finish uni and then um, potentially lose yeah. music? well because i've nearly i've got what i've got a half year to go after this year um so i haven't got too much longer um but yeah i think i mean i want to try and finish this uni course but if um if i yeah, it went like really well for music all of a sudden. Yeah, I probably would drop it. Yeah. And just defer it for a bit. I mean, that's the main goal. Yeah. Just to, it, it seems, it just, uh, whenever I think about it, it seems like something that was just like, it's just never, never would happen. Like, it just seems like something that's just, just crazy to think that like I could like blow up like crazy, but it's still a possibility. And, you know, I mean, I, I always think when I was like a little high school kid, I didn't, I never thought I'd be able to play like a Chinese laundry and Ivy and all that. And now like I'm here now and I've done that. So, um, but yeah, like I think, yeah, if, if, if the time came and I did really go really successful with it, then yeah, I probably would um, just hold off on teaching for a bit. Well, the music industry is kind of like, it's very cutthroat, but it's very who you know and right time, right place type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So no, definitely. Who knows? Your your song could be picked up by Triple J and then heard by thousands yeah. and millions of people around Australia and the globe. Yeah. I think they stream around the globe. And then yeah, yeah. you just blow up off that. Yeah, I know. I know. 
yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I put my songs onto Triple J on Earth, and mm. they actually got reviewed by two of the presenters for On Earth, which was really exciting. Um, yeah, so well, you're already I think doing better than most people. Most people are still sitting on their music. You've got to be in it to win it. Yeah, and that's, that's what I find. Like, yeah, like I, I, I like I just like releasing, just being consistent with it. Um, I feel like it's good. Um, yeah, like, I mean, each their own, like I, some people might like to just hold off for, for ages and release hardly anything, which is fair enough. But yeah, I feel like for my level, it's the way to go just to keep putting out stuff. Yeah. 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 I've got a list of, um, four questions. Ask everyone. You said yeah. you've listened to the show before, so you should be pretty aware of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. what's your favorite food, man? Um, it's always it's a good one. People. Always I've got, I've got a lot of favorite <laughs> foods. Yeah, I've I, I really love KFC. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's just like guilty pleasure. Um, uh, I really really like sushi. Yeah, I like having that. Um, spaghetti bolognese is also another really. Yeah, um, I'm not that picky. Thing. but yeah i think sushi and maybe kfc is probably my favorite look we can't be friends if you like sushi <laughs> right yeah <laughs> no nah, people hate it yeah like i just oh, don't see so what the nice. hype is oh, i don't know something about it mm. you're just going to the wrong place yeah <laughs> um, you need to go to sushi train or something <laughs> i feel like that's like the mcdonald's of the sushi world yeah yeah, no, it, yeah, it's like the most popular kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's expensive. Like I can go, I think I went there one time and accidentally spent like 60 bucks or something. <laughs> but, but it's just, I, I like sushi because it's like, there's so many different flavors. Like it's just always a new, new experience. Mm. And there's all weird things like, like, they, you could have like eel with like just, there's, you know, you never would have tasted eel before, but. Yeah, I, I I just reckon it's yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easy to rack up sixty bucks considering they're just plates, and then you grab a plate, and then okay. you, know, you just grab another one. You grab another one. Yeah, and yeah. Stacks like this high. <laughs> I know, and it's it, it isn't that like they're little things, so you can yeah. eat a lot of them. Yeah. Um, Netflix or Disney Plus? Uh Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I'm a massive like Pixar's like my favorite like movie um, brand ever. Like some of my some of the Pixar movies are like my favorite movies ever, kind of thing. Yeah, I was really stoked when they released that um, the Disney Plus thing. I just binge watched all the Pixar's. Um, <laughs> all the Pixar's. I, I I really 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 love The Simpsons as well. Like that's one of my favorite shows. So that was just really good to watch the simpsons like just binge that and family guy i love family guy so i watch a lot of that on disney plus yeah look i don't know how you feel about the well, i feel like it's a new approach on the simpsons since they've been picked up yeah. by disney like they've put more musicals in there and yeah yeah i'm not really vibing like it musicals. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't like musicals but there is i think i think more so just because i i i mean even disney movies like i'm i've I love a lot of Disney movies. Like I grew up with a lot of Disney movies. I think that's what 
they're probably rather that than Netflix. I, don't, I have Netflix as well. I've got like every streaming thing on my phone, like Stan, Amazon and all that. But um, yeah, I do like Netflix as well. Uh, there's some shows I really like on there, like just like Stranger Things and um, Afterlife and all that. But um, yeah, no, I think I prefer Disney. Yeah. Favourite yeah. Pixar movie, go. Uh, Soul. It's the newest one. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Closely followed by Funny Nemo, probably. Yeah, that's yeah, classic. Yeah, I think Funny Nemo is just a classic. Yeah. It was actually like it, one of my – well, actually, a fair few of my songs are just based like they're from the themes of Pixar movies. So <laughs> Blue is Blue is from Finding Dory. Um. Nemo's from Finding Nemo, and then I have another song. I think I've got a remix, and it's a remix of one of the theme songs from Soul. So, like, yeah, I just really love the Pixar music. Yeah. yeah. Well, you like it so much, you put it into your work. So, <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's it. Yeah. PlayStation or Xbox? Um, that's a good one. I don't really play both. I mean, I have a PlayStation 3, which has been sitting there for years. Yeah, um, that would be dusty I, by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still play it now and then. Um, my brother has an Xbox to play on that a bit. I don't know. I, I used to be massive a massive PC gamer for, like, all of high school, play the PC heaps. Um, yeah, I never really was into PlayStation or Xbox. It was kind of just, like, um, PC. PC, so, yeah. PC superior, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what'd you play on PC? I I really just like single player games, but I, I never really got into multiplayer. I, th- I played multiplayer a bit, but yeah, like Far Cry. Um, mm. uh, I love Tomb Raider for some reason. Like I, I friggin' love Tomb Raider. Like that's one of my favorite games. I played like nearly all of the Tomb Raiders. Um, I think what else. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, I love all these Assassin's Creeds. Just all those sort of games, um, and then also, yeah, just like some just a few multiplayer games. I used to play like Minecraft with my mates and stuff. But yeah, lately I don't game at all now. Like I don't know, I just don't have the patience. All yeah. time. <laughs> all time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. As you said, you you're in your house all day, and because you're a teacher, you're probably staring at your computer all day. And the last thing you want to do is continue yeah. to stare at your computer to play games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the days where I have off, I have a few days off, but I usually like sort of just getting outside a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing that. Rather. My little brother's super into gaming. He's got like a big setup and that. Yeah. What's your biggest conspiracy? <laughs> um, I don't think I have any conspiracies. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I'm not too sure about that one. No, that's all right. Um, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of a good one. It's a very on-the-spot question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'll have to have a think about that one. I mean, I do, there is some... I think I, I have... Like, I think um, there's something up with Area 51. I think that's one of them. Oh, definitely. There is definitely something up with yeah. Area 51. <laughs> Looked into that a fair bit. It's suspicious um, as hell. Yeah, it's very suspicious. It's an airbase um, in the middle of nowhere. I know. 
Yeah, I was I was what I was reading into a lot of it, and there was apparently the whole aliens exist there comes from they used to test these new fighter jets at that base, and they could fly a significant like height from usual planes. People used to mistake them for UFOs. Um, but I don't know. There's is there's just a weird place. Yeah. Yeah, there's also there's also actually now that I think of it, there is there is a cool conspiracy that's I've heard of. You probably haven't heard of it. It's called the Dyatlov Pass incident, and it's yes. like in Russia. Yes, actually, yes. Someone yeah. brought that up in another interview I had about a yeah. bunch of campers or hikers who just yeah, a bunch of ended up in the middle of nowhere, like spread yeah. out from yeah, that's spread out from the camp, and they had yeah. all their clothes taken off them and like just weird stuff like yeah like i reckon there's something weird like going on in like russia or china and definitely all that <laughs> I, that's another conspiracy i reckon that covid was formulated in a lab <laughs> look 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 we're not trying to get demonetized and <laughs> shut down here like yeah i know but yeah i got a feeling it was but yeah most likely because yeah. I, I looked into it as well. There's like a whole factory and warehouse that yeah. created and is studying COVID-19 and COVID-19 yeah. variants. And, and the, the like viruses don't mutate like that. Like yeah. it, it's, it's abnormal for a virus to mutate like this. So, yeah. It's interesting. Welcome to the conspiracy podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, Was this meant to be about music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you have to say to your ever-going fan base, man? Um, just, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll do a bit of a shout-out to um, the Spinners. They're, they're just, like, that's the, my group name for, like, my local friend group. Um, and also shout-out to just all my friends from Wollongong and Sydney and Newcastle because I've got a lot of good music friends there. But, yeah, like... Um, yeah, no, like I think that without them, I wouldn't be anywhere kind of thing. Um, they really – and also shout out to my family because my family is super supportive. Like they, they've never stopped me from doing anything. Yeah, they've helped me a lot. Um, they actually am into like the music a bit as well. Like they really like it. Yeah, so, yeah. And what do you have to say to anyone who isn't following you? Um. <laughs> Just look up Gauchi. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think um I think yeah, I just hope people find me that yeah, like I mean it's an interesting sort of style and I think people would get into me either if they like drum and bass or even if they just like um like more cinematic theme kind of things. I think that's like I feel like if if people started getting into me because they found me from that field rather than drum and bass, I'd find it that even like more cooler kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, Gouchy man, Liam, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. That was really fun. <laughs>